What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Weekly Breakdown. My name is Josh. And my name is Taylor. We are the WDW Couple, doing Disney things, like theme park stuff and other things. Currently from home. Which, good news, might be opening up soon. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. We will know when Disney tells us themselves. Yes, we will. Yeah, anyway, so this week and every week is always brought to you by Gold Go Getaways. No matter the trip, whether you have small kids, big kids, or no kids at all, we have agents who can help you plan your next vacation to Florida or any other destination around the world. You can submit a quote in the show notes while that finally got changed. And an agent will get back to you with a quote for more information. Or more information. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But, yeah, you can head on over to www.goldgogetaways.com. Only three W's. And, of course, this is also always brought to you by... Actually, you know what? A better transition would be to transition from there into the cruises because those cruises are also sponsored by Gold Gold Getaways. Yeah, sure. So why don't you go ahead and talk about the cruises? So we have two group cruises currently planned, and I'm sure we will have more in the future because the first one was so much fun. So our next group cruise is on the Disney Fantasy out of Port Canaveral. It is from August 22nd to the 25th of 2020. And like I said, out of Port Canaveral, it's only a three-night cruise, so it's kind of short. But the one most magical stop we will be having is at Castaway Key, which is amazing. So we actually have a form in the show notes that you can fill out, or you can email events at goldgalgetaways.com. And let them know you want to go on the Disney Fantasy Group Cruise with the WDW Couple. And we are also going on another Royal Caribbean Cruise. This will be our third Royal Caribbean Cruise technically or second royal caribbean cruise third group cruise and it will be a seven night alaskan cruise in july 2021 out of seattle and you can event you can event you can event you can email events at goldgalgetaways.com we will be doing a lot of um excursions on our port days uh like kind of as a group hopefully we can get that figured out and we've already kind of been talking about that sort of thing even though it's not till next summer but we are super excited we cannot wait to go to alaska it'll be our first time there so i cannot wait and what we were going to say we will now get back into (laughs) talking about video stuff this is also sponsored by jtr media delivering all of your video needs whether it's for weddings or special occasions like birthdays or proposals or anything of the such or matter, uh, you can always email info at jtrmedia.com and let us know what you're looking no, for. No, 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 no. Oh, sorry. Info at jtrmedia.org. Dang it. Yes. Make sure it's dot .org. Dot yeah. .com is wrong. It's not, it's not right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we've got uh, some weddings that are kind of – the one's been pushed back, but we've got some more that are coming up. Mm-hmm. Disney fairy tale Wedding, super excited about that. Yes, cannot wait. Um, we are doing photo sessions now, so we're, mm-hmm. we're booking some photos as well. Got some, like, engagements coming up and senior pictures. Yep. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Yep. And as always, if you want to sponsor us, one of the best ways to help us out is through Patreon.com, where we um, give you guys a little behind-the-scenes look at a few mm-hmm. things, um, and we try to do some live streams with them every so often. Yep. Just so, helping support the channel. Yep. You can go to www.patreon.com forward slash the WDW couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So moving on into this week's breakdown. We're going to be talking all about underrated Disney World attractions uh, because, well, they're underrated and we feel that they should get some more uh, recognition, recognition, some more love. <laughs> yes. So whenever I was trying to come up with what are the underrated attractions, a lot of things went through my head because a few of these that are on the list, some people will think that they aren't underrated, but to somebody that's coming to Disney World, maybe not as such of an enthusiast right. like us, it would definitely be underrated to them. And so. these actually were underrated to us at one point in time. Mm-hmm. But now that we live here and things have kind of changed in like our perspective of the parks and of Disney, um, they have not been so underrated to us, mm-hmm. but were at one point underrated to us and still underrated to most. That's very true. <laughs> So we will jump right into the first underrated attraction. And these are actually in like no order at all. I literally just typed them out real quick. 
Living with the Land. This is at Epcot in Walt Disney World. A very underrated attraction, uh, by all mm-hmm. means. Now, sometimes uh, that that might be some people might be like, "Well, I was there, and the line, like the wait time for it, was like super long." Um, and it does get long. It does, uh, you know, On take up a lot days. of people. But I think it's a lot of people who don't even really know that it's even there. And, well, and, and a lot of people don't even know what living with the land is. Right. And I think on top of that, though, is that most people find living with the land because they are going into see Soren. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's just they just happen to come upon it um, because it's it's really not like a it's not a headline attraction at all. No, it's so. not. So from the Disney website, it says that you can't, what living with the land is. So from the Disney website, this is what basically the short description of the attraction is for living with the land. See firsthand how Walt Disney World horticulturalists are using innovative growing techniques and crossbreeding high yield crops to help feed a growing planet. So, to some, that may actually not even sound interesting at all, because you're like, oh, they're just growing plants. Yeah. Why would I want to go see that? But it's cool. I, the thing about it is is that they really show off a lot of innovative techniques that mm-hmm. you don't see normally. Now, um, what I thought was really interesting is that we've been diving back into some old, like, Walt Disney World videos that are on YouTube. You know, people post them all the time and things like that. Um, but even I think when we were watching the Imagineering story and they were talking a little bit about building Epcot and this attraction, it really hasn't changed that much Hmm. since it opened up. Um, one biggest, like the biggest difference is that they used to have a actual human narrating. Uh, they don't have that anymore. Obviously, if you've been on it, it's all done over a loudspeaker with a recording and, um, human, you mean like a person that stood on the boat and... Yeah. Talk to you? Is that that's what you right. mean? Like right. a guide? Whatever? Yeah. Okay, I was confused because technically it is a human that does the voice okay. <laughs> So right. I was a little confused. Okay. Alrighty there. Smarty. Anyway. But, you know, I, the other cool thing about it, too, is just that they um, they try to make it interactive. And I, I think it's just, it's nice to be able to mm-hmm. see some things from around the world that you will probably never get to see firsthand anyways. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it's really cool to see that they make these giants um tomato like trees basically you know i mean it's a tomato is really not a tomato plant's not really a tree but um but that's how they make it or depending on the time of the year that you go they've got pumpkins that are growing in the shape of mickeys Mm -hmm. or squashes i mean like all kinds of stuff they're always trying to do something a little bit different but the overall attraction has not changed Mm -hmm. I've, i've always loved living with the land I don't know. There's just something like soothing about it, I guess, and like a little relaxing, relaxing, but still like interesting at the same time. Like it's kind of cool to see what all plants are in there and like, you know, vegetables and fruit and all of that, because there's a lot of stuff in there you wouldn't even think about. Right. And the other thing, too, about living with land is that they've got this whole opening scene that kind of takes you through um, kind of kind of how. The Earth began, I guess, basically. Um, you go through, like, this rainforest scene. There's the deluge. And um, you kind of get out to where it's, like, uh, the American West. You mm-hmm. get the, and, I mean, all of the animatronics. Again, this has not been updated or changed in years. And so a lot of it is very outdated. And I don't even know that whenever I write it now that I don't even necessarily hear the narration. All I hear is the chip, 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 which is, like, the the jaw of the animatronics in there because they're just they're just so old and they're I've like pneumatic been. and i don't even notice that that's what i hear you know um <laughs> but but in conjunction with living with the land and why i think it's also very underrated is also because there is a very cool tour it's cool to me you might think it's really oh lame, i think it's cool too um but is the behind the seeds tour mm-hmm. and it Basically, it's not like in total correlation because it's not like you ride it or they take you on a private ride um, through there. But what they do allow you to do is actually take a private walk through a lot of the greenhouse. Now, we don't have any photos. I don't. Well, and we this isn't a, a private photos. walk on your own. Like It's a guided. Yeah, it's tour. guided. And I don't remember what like the size was. Maybe 15 people. Yeah, maybe. It was only like 25 bucks. But it's pretty cheap. It's one of the cheapest tours that you can do. I'm pretty sure it is the cheapest tour. It might be. <laughs> so if you ride Living with Land and you're like, oh, I kind of like this, normally you can still walk right up to the desk mm-hmm. and get um, a tour for that day. And they've got 
Um, you know, some special, normally like high level scientist guy who like walks around and, but it's really cool. And that's something that I really enjoy about living with the land and the tour and, and all that kind of stuff. But it, it is very underrated. I think a lot of people just mm-hmm. will skip right by it if they can. Mm-hmm. I agree so. with that. They walk down in there, they do soaring. Sometimes they grab a little breakfast or a little lunch or a little dinner or whatever time of day it may be down in there. And then they just walk on out. So, mm-hmm. You definitely need to do living with the land. And at Christmas time, they actually, this past year, um, they did like a little Christmas overlay at nighttime because sometimes living with the land will close a little before the park does, like before it gets dark. Yeah. Um, so it is kind of cool to like be able to go and ride it at night with all the Christmas stuff. Yeah. And they do change stuff in there seasonally. Um, so for food and wine festival, festival of the holidays, um, I don't recall seeing anything during Festival of the Arts, but maybe we just didn't ride it during then. And uh, Flower and Garden, and then, like, you know, the fall time or whatever, there's, like, special little things in there. So, like, there's signs that'll say, like, what that food was used for during a specific festival. And then they'll have, like, little snowmen made out of, like, sand, (laughs) which is kind of cool. They do. So, just, like, little stuff like that. Yeah. Which I've always enjoyed. Have anything else to add about living with the land? No, we can move on. So the next one on this list is the Carousel of Progress at Disney's Magic Kingdom. So if you are a super huge Disney nerd, like we are, and like people that come multiple times a year and other people that are locals that go all the time, but don't just go for riding their favorite attractions are actually interested in like Disney history and that sort of thing, Carousel of Progress is not underrated to you. But if you have never been to Disney World or if, you know, you've only been a couple times or you're not an annual pass holder or whatever, you may not think the Carousel of Progress is something that you should do. And that's why it is underrated. Well, I mean... There's a lot of history. There is a lot of history that's tied directly to Walt, which I think is mm-hmm. why a lot of people who are, um, you know, a little bit more obsessed with Disney have a greater appreciation for it. But most people who are coming down here, um, I think like when my dad comes down, he's a prime example of that, um, where he's really here. He's trying to hit up all the the uh, thrill rides and major attractions. And if I said, hey, uh, it's not hot outside, let's... And let's go ride Carousel Progress. He'd be like, why? Why? You're crazy. (laughs) Um, Because most people use it as a place to get away from the heat. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with using it as a place to to break away Mm -hmm. from the heat during the day. But uh, it's just, it's a little piece of Walt that is still around um, Mm -hmm. and hasn't really been changed and altered that much. I mean, there have been a few changes and obviously the last scene, which is the futuristic scene. Mm-hmm. I think um, that was in like 1994 was like the last time it was yeah. actually updated. Um, could really use a real update, but it's just, it's it's crazy. That so, it... so the description for Carousel of Progress on the Disney website says, Walt Disney originally conceived the show as part of a new area at Disneyland Park called Edison Square. When the concept was abandoned, the idea was reimagined and eventually opened under the name Progress Land at the 1964-1965 New York World's Fair. This attraction follows an American family over four generations of progress, and you can watch technology transform their lives. And like Josh said, and like I said, this has only been updated a couple times. Right. Um, like whenever it came to Magic Kingdom in 1975, it was updated a little bit then. And it was also changed again in 1994, I believe is what I saw. Um, so the technology is interesting to see. But I actually like the older scenes just to see how it evolved for them right. back whenever we weren't even born right. yet. So. Telling that story of just how people have come up through the years. And mm-hmm. I, for the same reason, I mean, like, I appreciate the ride equally um, for that. I enjoy those earlier scenes as well. Now, something else to note is that if you're writing this, um, sometimes, I'll admit I take a nap in there. But you should uh, Shameful. You should pay attention because it has been having a lot of issues lately where um, his his hand has fallen off or the his, like, neck has 
come out from underneath the the inside part of it. You know, know, we're talking about why this is underrated and not why you shouldn't ride it. (laughs) I'm not saying that you shouldn't ride it. I'm saying you should ride it for those reasons. No. Understand the culture. That's not why it's underrated. And and see how audio animatronics actually work. To me, this is an underrated attraction because nobody ever goes and does it. And that's not really the reason it's underrated. It's underrated because it is, like, such a big part of, like, original Walt Disney history. And that may not be important to some people, but to some of us, what I said earlier, Disney enthusiasts, Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is, like, a big deal. And... It was a big thing in actual progress back in the 60s and 70s. Well, the other thing, too, is that this has no this has no real Disney in the attraction. Like, there's no, there's no actual real Disney. So, one could argue that this ride doesn't even belong in Walt Disney World. It doesn't belong in Magic Kingdom. And the reason that it's here is because it is something that led to the development of future attractions and the future theme parks that would become uh, or that would be built even though after Walt had died because this is something that just Walt had a a hand in right that there's no real IP that has come from this I don't think that you could ever make one that has came from this but it just to me um, a lot of people might see that as like what's Disney about this attraction but yeah I mean it's just it's it's just something that I think a lot of people would say that this has no, this, there's nothing Disney about this attraction. And so they either, they may see it and then they never come back or they never come back and watch it again. That doesn't make sense. There's nothing Disney in this attraction. So a lot of people might watch it and say, well, this made no sense to me. There's no direct tie to it. It doesn't, in, like, doesn't evoke any emotion. So the next time that I come back to Disney, I'm just going to skip it because what's the point? I totally understand what you were saying there. But for people like us, it has become Disney. Right, right, right. Well, so, that's, but that's the point of it being underrated. Is right. That people like us understand the backstory of it. So it is Most Disney now. Most people don't. Like there are shirts now and merchandise that say mm-hmm. it's a great big beautiful tomorrow on right. it because that is the theme song from the ride. But I can also see what you're saying um, about not having a Disney IP and maybe that's why people don't want to ride it because I have even heard of people saying how they have never ridden Spaceship Earth because they didn't see the need to ride it. Oh, that's interesting. Which kind of makes sense because they're like, oh, it's Spaceship Earth. Like, it has nothing to do with Disney or like a Disney IP. Right. So why do I even need to ride it? But it's funny to see it from the other side because there's a lot of people that think there shouldn't even be IPs in the parks. Right. So it's like... That's that's weird. That's a conversation for another day. Right. <laughs> that's diving deep. Very deep. Yeah. But Carousel of Progress is a diehard Disney fan attraction. For sure. And definitely something that if you are going to be coming back to Disney World like time and time again, and you're not just coming for that one trip, like it's something that you should come check out just because of the history and that, you know, this was a project that Walt Disney himself had a hand in and he didn't even get to experience Walt Disney World. So I think it's really cool that he actually had a part in creating that attraction and wasn't actually there to you know, enjoy it in Magic Kingdom itself. Right. Cool. So moving on to Animal Kingdom for the Gorilla Falls Exploration Trail and the Maharaja Jungle Trek. Um, If you guys don't know, this is where you can embark on a self-guided tour of the Pangani Forest and experience amazing creatures in their natural habitats up close and personal. And on the Maharaja Jungle Trek, legend has it that the Anandapur Royal Forest was once the hunting ground of wealthy Maharajas. Today, it's a lush tropical paradise you can explore on a self-guided tour. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> I love both of these. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I, I think I've said this multiple times. Um, Animal Kingdom is kind of like my favorite park, um, just because it's like it's my background. Mm-hmm. I love the outdoors, and um, I think if I could, I probably would walk both of these trails every time they go to Animal Kingdom, but unfortunately not everybody that I'm with when I go there wants to do that. 
because it is a lot of walking and it does get hot, you know, Mm -hmm. um, vegetation creates a lot of humidity down below the trees and stuff like that, where there's not a lot of shade. So, uh, it is a little bit tough, but it is very cool. You can see some really, really cool stuff on there that, you know, obviously, I mean, you could, you could go to a zoo and see that kind of stuff too, but, uh, in conjunction with those tracks is the, um, safari which is not underrated but these trails are very underrated Hmm. um a lot of people don't one don't know about them or number two they're kind of hidden or number two they don't take the time to really uh talk to the cast members who are sometimes staged in front of certain animals to give a greater explanation of maybe what disney's doing um to help those animals in the wild or why that animal's here, or just all kinds of different things. Fun facts. There is pretty much a cast member in front of every animal location. I'm pretty sure, like, the only reason if there isn't one is because they're, like, switching out or something. But pretty much the whole entire day, there's a cast member in front of, like, each animal. Right. So if you have questions about them, or, like Josh said, what Disney is doing, like, in, like, conservation efforts and that sort of thing, because Disney does have the Disney Conservation Fund. And Walt was very big on conservation. Mm -hmm. So... That's why there's actually parts of Walt Disney World property that will never be built on because it is dedicated to conservation. Um, So, yeah, there are cast members there that can tell you all about those animals. And it's just really cool to be able to see those animals. So um, I feel like the habitats that they have at Animal Kingdom are much better than what you would see at a regular zoo. Because I feel like when you go to a zoo, it's more just like those animals are like, Maybe not necessarily in cages, but I feel like they're just like regular fences and stuff that are up. Well, I I think a lot of times they, number one, probably don't have as much space as what Disney has accommodated for a lot of these animals. Um, Number two, uh, they're just not as, theming is not the right word, but they're just not, I don't think sometimes those areas are as designed as the way that they should be. The way that Disney does it. I think Disney Mm -hmm. does it a very good way. And I think a lot of people in the community would agree with that. So we were watching the Imagineering story, and we keep bringing this up because we just recently watched the Imagineering story, but there was this one, Josh said she was like a ape specialist or something, and he made fun of me earlier because I was talking about this, and he thought I called her a Disney lady, but that is not what I said at all. I said she was like an ape lady, um, but she said she liked working with Disney because Disney did it right, and Josh will not stop laughing at me, and I don't understand why. Well, now you called her an ape lady. No, it's okay. It, I, I quit making fun of me. It's funny. It's funny in the fact that like just things get twisted very easily, um, depending on the the way that you describe people or what you say. But, I don't know. Yes, you're what very. I said you're you're twisted, very. You're, you're correct. Yes, that is what you said. I'm just not um, gonna talk anymore. And uh, and I think that's what's. I think that that means a lot. She has a lot. Jane Goodall has a lot of um, influence. Uh, I with, didn't know her name, and I didn't know how to describe her other that's than okay. that. Don't make fun of me. Um, She has a lot of influence in the community uh, for a lot of different things. And I think that uh, that it means a lot uh, that she says that, you know. So and and Mm -hmm. again, you can see some really cool stuff. You can still see the hippos. You can see the meerkats. Mm -hmm. Those things are super cool. Sometimes you can see zebras out there. Sometimes you can see the zebras. And they're actually, normally the ones you see on the trail are different zebras because there's actually... I don't know if there's two different kinds of zebras, but Disney... Oh, two, two different species, maybe? Disney has two different types of zebras at Animal Kingdom. And the ones that you can see on the trail... Um, you think they're different? We I, don't know. No, I just don't want to say the wrong way of their coloring, but they're different than the ones that you would see on the safari if they have them out and on the safari. You can either confirm nor deny the presence of a human child. What? That's from... I know, it's from Monsters, Inc. 2319. Um, yeah, and I don't want to ramble on about uh, the, the 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 trails, but you can see tigers on the other one on the oh, Maharaja no, Jungle Track. Uh-huh. You can see uh, some really cool fruit bats, or I don't do they call them the vampire bats? But they're huge, um, mm-hmm. and they're kind of like scary looking. And you can actually get up, not close, close, but the windows are actually open, um, so they could potentially fly in. And something and that is really cool about Animal Kingdom and these trails is Disney almost always has baby animals and you can see them oh, yeah. pretty mm-hmm. close when you go on this trail. There were some of the, I forget what kind of monkeys they're called. They're like those black and white ones with the really long oh, tails. Mm-hmm. 
there was a baby one the last time we got to go to Animal Kingdom, and it was so adorable. We didn't even know it was there. We just, like, like Josh said, he would go on those trails every time we go to Animal Kingdom if he was allowed, and so a lot of times we do go on those trails, and it was actually one of our last times there before the parks had closed for, you know, this long period of time. Yeah. Um, and they had a baby one, and it was so cool. You could actually go and see the baby tigers. First time. That, or Well, not the first time, but... So the tigers have gotten much bigger now. The, the tigers are much bigger, but it was a <laughs> it was a, a very big first step in them trying to do some research about yeah. uh, how tigers mate and, and do their thing to better help and see if they can do something in the wild to help the diminishing population. So yeah, a lot of cool stuff. After watching a um, new documentary that has just been released, and um, oh, well, what I was gonna say is they Carol said and. Yeah, they said in that documentary there's actually more tigers in captivity than there right. are in the wild, which is, which is crazy. Which is a shame because you can never, you can't release those animals back out in the wild. No, um, it just it it. I mean, I guess you could if you really wanted to, but it's not gonna end so well for those animals in particular. But I'm adding to this list uh, that's not on here while we're still here at Animal Kingdom because I think another area that is extremely underrated is. Rafiki's Planet Watch. You know, I actually almost wrote that down. Now, they have made a few changes uh, to there. Uh, they've added the animators, like, thing. We where never did that. We haven't done that yet. But you can go over there and they basically teach you how to draw. I don't really care about that. Um, what I think, why this place is so underrated is because they, uh, you get a first-hand look at some real animal surgeries that are going on, like, they yeah, are like doing real like, veterinarian care. Yeah, they've got a window. They bring it in. They've got somebody in there, the vet, or not normally always the vet because uh, it's usually like somebody else is holding a microphone in there and they're like talking, this is what's happening. We're about ready to start this cut and do this or that. And then they also have somebody outside where all of the guests are and they can take questions or uh, elaborate a little bit more on something else. And it's just really cool. And it, it allows you to... Uh, take just another step and learn a little bit more about conservation and the wild and all those types of things. And I could go on and on about this. And I'm we not could go on and on about Animal Kingdom. And I just want to briefly mention it, um, since we're like talking about some underrated things in Animal Kingdom, is the um, wilderness explorers that oh, yeah. you can do at Animal mm -hmm. Kingdom. So a lot of adults might think that they don't want to do that if they don't have children, which it is kind of indefinitely is actually more geared towards children mm -hmm. but if you are like a family or you have some children or you know in your party and you know maybe they're not your kids but they're like your nieces or nephews or your friends kids whatever so funny story uh we had to reset the camera and then i forgot to hit record so the audio that you just heard sounded really strange it was from the camera because Josh forgot to uh, start the recording for the mics again. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. My bad, y'all. All right. Um, so we'll we'll move on. I don't want to. I don't want to drown drown on. But anyway. Drain, yeah. Oh, but anyway, yeah, wilderness explorers. Um, it's just it makes you spend more time in Animal Kingdom and like actually make you take a better look into what the park is doing and what it's there for. And I think wilderness explorers is. Super underrated. I can't believe I didn't put it on this list, but I just feel like it's something adults wouldn't really want to do without children with them. Because, I mean, there were a few times we felt a little awkward doing it. Yeah. And but it, it was really fun. And it forces you to kind of do some of this other underrated stuff. Yes, so, it does. Because cool. you All have right. to go there. Anyway. Moving on to... This oh, is not in the parks. That was Taylor's, that was Taylor's uh, cue to oh. read that on there. Moving on to mini golf. Mini golf. This is not in the parks. It's not in the parks, but it is on mm -hmm. Walt Disney World property. Mm -hmm. And I think it is super underrated because I feel like you rarely ever hear people talking about going mini golfing when they're at Disney World. No, but I'll tell you this. Every time we try to go, it's busy. Super yeah, busy. it is. We, we have played all four mini golf courses. I'll tell you what they are in just a second if you don't know. Um, but... We actually only have a few friends that, like, ever go mini-golfing when they come down here. So our family has always gone mini-golfing because I come from a family of golfers. My stepdad's grandparents owned a golf course for mm -hmm. a long, long time, and I basically grew up there. So I come from a family of golfers. 
So we spent time at these mini golf courses, but a lot of people don't even know that they're there because there's not actually like bus transportation there. And we always drove there just because it was easier and we had a vehicle when we came on vacation and there, we we can drive there now there but technically is bus transportation it's just it's not a it's not yeah, it's a not direct. direct route it's kind of a roundabout yeah. but, but these days it would be much easier to get there because of uber and lyft yes. and minivans and everything else Very true. so i think that is going to yes it's just yeah. perfect so yes anyway mini golf there are two separate course areas so you can do mini golf over at the winter summerland there is a winter and summer course so there's actually a little story behind this and i thought this was really interesting because i was like just looking up a little bit of information about each thing and uh i maybe knew this story maybe i didn't maybe i just don't remember um so this is the story from the walt disney world website winter summerland is different from any other miniature golf course that you've ever experienced That's because Santa Claus himself designed it. Late one Christmas Eve, as Santa was flying back to the North Pole, he discovered snow in Florida, because Winter Summerland is right near Blizzard Beach. Um, (laughs) And after surveying the strange site, he decided to build a vacation destination for his off-duty elves, a Winter Summerland. Seeing that the only thing that Winter Summerland lacked was a golf course, Santa and his elves divided into two camps, one that enjoyed warm Florida sun and the other that preferred snow and cold of the North Pole. The elves then built two distinctly different 18-hole golf course experiences, a sand course named Summer and a snow course named Winter. Isn't that interesting? That is pretty interesting. See, that is the difference between Disney and everything else is that... I'm There's a, little, a story. I'm a little confused that Santa here is getting all the credit for designing the golf courses, yet it seems to state that the elves actually <laughs> built the courses. Um, no, but in all seriousness, they're actually really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not like, I mean, they definitely have some challenging spots, but it's it's really made for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's right next to Blizzard Beach. So in the summertime, whenever Blizzard Beach is open, you want to go and have a couple of hours over there and do all the attractions and the water slides and some of plummet. Mm-hmm. You know, after that, you can head on over and um, play a, a round or two of mini golf if yeah. you really want to. You could also do mini golf on like your Disney Springs day or your resort mm-hmm. day or whatever when you don't have something else to do. Yeah. And what's really nice, too, is that when you buy your um, green fees, that's what they call them, Normally, you'll have a discount to come back if you want to, mm-hmm. and it, sometimes it's like 50% off. Um, sometimes they do like a buy one, get one or something like that. Like, they, they really want to try and bring you back and, and to play again. So. Yeah, and I mean, it's two 18-hole courses, so I mean, you could play the winter course one day and come back yep. another day if you have the time and play yep. the summer because they're completely different. Yep. And last time we actually played, we went with our friends Donald and Elliot, and we were recording, and... Um, I was not paying attention and I fell off a sidewalk and I can't remember if I was recording or not when I fell, but I hope I, I have the footage. I don't think you were, but I think <laughs> if you just search the tags mini golf or winter summerland or something like that, you should find it. I'm I'll pretty be sure I saw the other day and I tagged it, mm-hmm. but yeah. So that's winter summerland. Now there is another course. There are two other courses that you can go play mm-hmm. that are over by the Swan and Dolphin Resort, which yes. is located in the, um, boardwalk, uh, Beach it's Club. Epcot and Hollywood Studios Resort Resorts, area. Yeah. So this is Fantasia Gardens and the Fantasia Fairways. Gardens, put your way through five whimsical scenes featuring the tutu-clad hippos, marching broomsticks, and the pure your pure wedding. Oh, and the pure wedding ostriches. Uh, perfect for families and beginner golfers. The Fantasia Gardens miniature golf course invites you to join the reverie. As you aim through twirling obstacles, cross fanciful fountains, and discover magical surprises. And now that is the easy course. That is the traditional, like, miniature golf course with some obstacles and things like that. But what makes this place different? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's what Winter Summerland is like, too. It's got, like, the obstacles and that sort of thing. Yeah. What makes uh, this place different, Fantasia Gardens different, is that they've got the Fairways course, uh, which resembles a traditional golf course built on a miniature scale. This course emphasizes skill over chance. Sand traps, bunkers, water hazards, and sloping greens make the Fantasia Fairways miniature golf course exciting, challenging, where par 3 and par 5 holes range in length from 63 to 109 feet 
long. It is very challenging. That course was hard. <laughs> but it was still a lot of fun to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's, again, it's another thing where if you pay for one round, normally there's some type of discount for you mm-hmm. to come back. Either um, sometimes it's the same day, sometimes it's later on the week. Um, but definitely go check this out. What's really nice about this is this is a super easy one to get to. All you've got to do is either uh, take a bus to Hollywood Studios, probably not to Epcot because you got to walk the whole way through Epcot to get to the back. But um, you could just take a bus to Hollywood Studios. You can take a bus to Swan and Dolphin from a park. Or that. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. or that. I, I was just saying, like, if you're at your own resort or something yeah. like that, um, and there's a walkway that you can take that, that goes basically right all the way to Epcot. But, yeah, you'll stop over at Swan and Dolphin, and it's right mm-hmm. over there. Um, and if you get lost, just ask somebody. They'll point you in the right direction. Even easier, take an Uber, a Lyft, or a minivan. Or that, too. <laughs> or that, too. They're they're actually doing a lot of construction over there right now because the Swan Ooh, and yeah. Dolphin is getting a brand-new resort. Yeah. Um, so it's it's pretty hard to miss uh, with all the construction that's going on. But it doesn't take away from the enjoyment of playing uh, 18 holes, either yeah. on the fairways or the, the Fantastic Gardens. From what I remember, these courses are open, like, in the evening. like Because I remember playing oh, yeah. in the dark before. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because they have, like, lights and stuff. Yeah, they're lit. So they go into the dark. I don't know how late that they actually go to. Yeah. Maybe 10 o'clock. I mean, check hours. But... Another thing that's I think is very underrated. It's just a lot of people think that Disney's just all about the theme parks, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people skip over this stuff. And it's great for this is really great if you have a non-park day. You want to mm-hmm. hang out at Disney Springs for a little bit, um, take an Uber or Lyft from Disney Springs and go play some mini golf. What we did the last time, I think it was that time that Elliot and Donald came down, was we ended up going to Chicken Guy and doing the Chicken Guy review. Oh, yeah, we did. Right after that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's really simple. I mean, it's it's pretty darn close. Not that far away. Yeah. Everything I, Everything's pretty close to each other, so. Yeah, if you're on property. Yeah. Um, I think I think that the mini golf courses are probably my favorite underrated thing. I know you have to pay extra for them, but, like, yeah. now that we're talking about that, I'm like, man, that sounds like so much fun. And... If you book certain, um, like, Magic Your Way packages and whatever, um, and if you use a travel agent called Go Getaways, some, I think that's still the some case. of those packages, you can actually get mini golf course vouchers. Yep. I'm pretty sure that's still the case. Because we actually had booked a thing. Um, now, this was for, like, Run Disney, and we booked it as, like, a package oh, for that's, that. that's right. I forgot We got that. vouchers for mini golf, mm-hmm. and I don't think we used them. I don't think we did. I, we just we didn't have time. I I was running the it was challenge. it was run Disney weekend like that just doesn't even count. But like yeah, if you um, gold gal getaways, if you book a vacation yeah, I mean, through I them, mean, they can help you with that. <laughs> so. They can help you get your little vouchers for mini golf, and I think sometimes that they're good for other things too. But I can't remember for sure. Um, there was something else. I felt like it was like credit. For like the arcade or something at the resort, yeah, it might have been. or um, they used to do. I think they used to do something at Disney Springs, but they don't do that anymore. So whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely check it out. I mean, if you're looking for something to do on a non-park day, let's say you're here for seven days and you only got a five-day ticket or a six-day ticket or yeah. whatever, um, the miniature golf courses are pretty fun. And they'll eat up about a depends on how fast you play, but they'll yeah. eat up about an hour and a half to two hours of your time. Yeah. So. It's a fun time. It is. (laughs) Okay, well, I think this is the last one on our list, unless Josh comes up with something else before we finish, or unless I think of something else, too. (laughs) I guess we'll find out. But this is Walt Disney Presents, and this is in Hollywood Studios, and I know for a fact majority of people just walk right past it. Not only do people walk right past it, but they walk right through it. Oh, yeah, they walk right mm-hmm. through it. They don't mm-hmm. even take the time to look at the stuff. I know that we are guilty of that as well. Well, because we've already gone through and looked at it. Yes, but before we even went through and looked at it, because sometimes there are character meet and greets in there. Like Mike and Sully was in there for a yeah. while. Moana was in there for a while. Uh, Groot and Star-Lord were in there for a while. Mm-hmm. It was actually Baby Groot and Star-Lord were in there for a while. And, like, we would just walk right past it and go do all that. And then finally, like, one day we just decided we're going to go walk through this and actually look at everything. And if you don't know what D- Walt Disney Presents is, it used to be One Man's Dream. Mm-hmm. And they changed it to Walt Disney Presents. And um, 
Basically, what it said on the website is that Walt Disney Presents originally opened to commemorate the 100th anniversary of Walt's birth. The gallery showcases his life story from small-town America to Hollywood. And you can explore a treasure trove of -of one-of-a-kind sketches, photos, models, costumes, artwork, and much more. And now, actually, at the end of the gallery, they will, it's in the Walt Disney Theater, Um, they have a 15-minute preview of upcoming Disney movies. So, like, we've seen um, Onward and Doctor Strange, Moana. Um, I can't even remember. I mean, like, a lot of stuff. So many things we watched the previews for in there. Disney movie coming out that I remember watching Good Dinosaur. Yeah, if we want to see it, like, that's where we'll go and we'll, we'll see what the preview looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. we've seen a lot of previews in there. But if they're not having the 15-minute preview for, like, an upcoming movie or if it's going to be, like, quite a while until the next movie comes out, like, they don't put the preview in there super early. It's, like, kind of close to when like it's debuting. Like, one that we, we may have seen would have been – a couple that we would have seen if the parks hadn't closed probably would have been Black Widow and Mulan. Oh, Mulan definitely would have been in there. Wait, didn't we – did we see the preview of Mulan? I don't think so. Hmm. I'm trying to remember. The like last I, preview we saw in there was Onward. It was Onward, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, because Onward didn't get to, um, I mean, it was in theaters, but it wasn't in theaters for a long oh, period right. of time because it came they, out on Disney Plus and digital and, and all it. that early. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if there's not a preview going on in there, you can actually watch Walt Disney, One Man's Dream, which is a 15-minute documentary that showcases the life and times of the visionary creator himself. Mm-hmm. Um, there's rare audio recordings in there, historical footage, and rarely seen home movies, um, and uh, basically shows a dramatic tale of how Walt Disney's dreams turned into a reality. So that's also something really cool to see, it, too. It is. It's a little... It's really more of like a uh, museum. Yeah, it where... kind of is. It's just like a small museum. So they've got the multiplane camera in there, which you can go in and take a look at. And that's how they created basically, not necessarily 3D, but that's how they created the depth in, yes, in all of the their effects. animated um, classics. Like uh, I think Snow White mm-hmm. was one of the first ones that they Bambi. they use it on. And uh, it's just, it's it's something that's neat to see. I think for a while there, they may have had his old like, school desk or something yeah. like that. I don't know if that's still there. They do change a few things out every so often because it is in conjunction with the Walt Disney Museum in California. So some things will change out every so often. It's really cool looking at the multiplane camera and seeing how it works. And like not just seeing how it works like on the Imagineering story. They briefly show that in like other documentaries. They talk about the multiplane camera, but actually seeing it and then seeing how it works and then actually watching those movies back it like it's almost mind-blowing that they did that how long ago to make it look that way like it's really cool because i i mean not maybe as a child but like as a young adult i always wondered how they did that and then whenever we saw that i was like wow that is actually really cool how that works for sure and I think some of the other stuff that's cool in there, too, is that you can see some of the actual uh, small-scale models of some of the oh, parks yeah, like Disneyland. or attractions. Mm-hmm. They had like some that. Galaxy's Edge that's, stuff in yeah, there. Yeah. There was I mean, Toy Story Land. Before GE was even built, like that's where you could go in and you could see what that concept was going to look like, like what mm-hmm. the land was going to look like. Not the full land, but there were pieces of the right. land. Uh, yeah, I think it was like maybe half of it or something like that. I don't even think half of it. Um, But it, well, it's just, it's a nice place. Again, AC. So Mm -hmm. you need a place to relax. Um, The one thing about this is that it is kind of hidden a little bit. I I don't think a lot of people necessarily notice it as much just because of where it's staged. It is kind of on that way going back into Toy Story. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think a lot of people are just like, they're going. They're going right to Toy Story. They're trying to get on Slinky or they're trying to go ride um, Midway Mania. So they don't mm-hmm. – I think a lot of times we get tunnel vision whenever we're just, you know, yeah. going to Yeah, and it. it's definitely not something that you need to do first thing in the morning. No. This is one of those things, like, if you're waiting for that next fast pass or, like, you need a little afternoon break, yep. this is a perfect – time to go do Walt Disney Presents because there's never a line to get in there. There's never a line waiting for that show at the end, whether it's a preview or if it's one man's dream. Like it's 
just kind of a little self-guided walkthrough. And there's actually, we didn't mention this, there's like little blurbs the whole way through and it starts like at the beginning right. and like goes through year by year telling you kind of like the story of how Walt Disney progressed. Mm-hmm. It's just really cool. Like we love the Disney history stuff and I think that's why a few of the things on this list have been, you know, underrated in our opinion. Well, I think most of the time historical things are what become underrated because a lot of times history isn't very flashy and always entertaining and amusing. But I didn't put the Hall of Presidents or what? what's the other one? The American uh, Adventure on there? I, I don't... <laughs> I, my history teacher from my junior year of high school, Mrs. Tubbs, would definitely say that those are underrated attractions. I think the American Adventure... Uh, and, and, and Epcot is underrated because not not necessarily of the story that they tell, but I know because exactly of the, what you're going to say. But because of the ride mechanism. Yes. Uh, so I think it's if, very different. If you've done the backstage magic tour yeah, and you understand. have seen it, you have a greater appreciation. Then for it. yes, then it would be underrated. But Hall of Presidents, I it has nothing to do with the current president or anything like that. I it's just it's not an attraction that I feel is even underrated. Um, I just feel like it doesn't even need to exist ever. Um, well, it's I. I don't know. I just don't think that it. I, I, I honestly I think it's cool to see like once every couple years, like when the they change the president in there. I mean, it's just it's, <laughs> it's just a new audio animatronic, and maybe you know whenever they put a new one in there, it'll be a little bit more advanced, or maybe it'll do mm-hmm. something else where it walks around. I don't know, but. Yeah. To me, it's just, it's not really, I don't even really consider it to be underrated. I, yeah, I literally just go in there like, that is my legit, like, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> I'm slouching down in the chair. My eyes are going to close. If it's cold out and you have a sweatshirt, you're rolling it up and putting it behind your head. Or that, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, there, there's, I'm sure there's probably something else that we missed or that we could have added. Well, and another one that I had mentioned was the People Mover, or the Tomorrowland Transit Authority, used to be called Wedway. Um, that, at one point, I would have said was underrated. But now I feel like it has become a must-do and not necessarily underrated anymore. For sure. Because I feel like that's something that people are like, Go to the people mover. Go to the people mover. Like that's one. That's my favorite ride. Go to the people mover. Like yep. I'm thinking like live streaming. Like they're always like do the people mover. Yep. It just gives you the ability to see a lot of stuff. It does, nice. and it's like yeah. a nice relaxing ride. Everybody can ride it. There's no height requirement. There's yep. never a line for it. Well, unless it's like Christmas Day and it's super busy. But yeah. Anything else you can think of that might be like underrated? No, I think American Adventure Pavilion. Uh, the the. What do you call the show that's in there? The American Adventure. Oh, is that what it is? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do think that that is kind of underrated, but I think that's underrated. Not necessarily. It's a good story, but again, I think it's because of the ride mechanism and how it works, and it's mm-hmm. using literally technology from the 70s still operating. They haven't changed anything over because it would totally cripple the system. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm trying to think, and I'm sure there'll be something that'll pop up. But you know, we we just posted uh, earlier this week our top six like restaurants in Disney Springs and one that I totally forgot about, didn't even think about it. And I'm ashamed that we didn't even consider it was wine bar, George. Oh, somebody commented and said, you didn't include wine bar, George. And, and wine I, bar, George was awesome. And I honestly would probably bump Morimoto. No, I think I would bump. No, I would take Morimoto off and put wine bar, George on. I, I might remove Splitsville. No, no, not for me. I don't know. Wine Bar George is amazing, but we're not here to talk about Wine Bar George. Anyways, I'm sure that there is probably something that we have um, missed, didn't talk about, um, mm-hmm. or whatever. So if you guys are out there and you're listening in your car, obviously don't uh, email us at this moment. But, but make sure you comment and let us know what you think are underrated sure. Disney attractions, especially if it's something that we didn't mention. Yeah. Um, and... And attractions... I think this is something else a lot of people don't think about. Attractions 
don't have to be rides. And that's why we say attractions. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, like, the Pangani Forest Trail. Well, it's not the Pangani Forest Trail. It's Gorilla Falls Trail now. Like, that's not a ride. And mini golf is not a ride. But it's an attraction. It's something you can do. Same with what Disney presents. It's not a ride either. Right. And it's just overlooked. What's on here? The only thing. There's only two rides that we put on here. Living with the land and the carousel of progress. Like, attractions aren't always rides. It's just it's an attraction it attracts you it attracts people <laughs> is that why it's called an attraction am i being weird wow yeah i am i feel like epcot has something else in there that is underrated specifically in the countries but i would have said maelstrom but it's now frozen right and, and so that ain't now, underrated now it isn't underrated <laughs> it uh, used to be underrated because i was actually i have a list of like disney topics that i created years ago on pieces of paper that i have saved for like i've probably had those for what yeah. 10 years maybe because they don't I've have had like those this, little pieces this of paper thing where you can type it all into the, like this machine and it i didn't it have forever. an iphone at the time like an iphone was right. not a thing whenever i made those lists i had a little that's flip true. phone that's true how would i have made a little note on my freaking pink razor <laughs> I don't know. Or I, I guess an Envy was like the last phone I had before my iPhone. But like, yeah, I've had those lists for forever. And I was looking at it today, most underrated attractions, and that's where I came up with the idea. And on my list, it said Maelstrom. And I was like, yeah, what? I was like, how long ago did I write this? A long time ago. <laughs> but I've had them forever. I think I've had them since before I went to college. So yeah. it's been a while. Cool. Been a minute. Well, like we said, let us know down in the comments below mm-hmm. uh, something that you think is underrated that we maybe we missed or we didn't talk about. And uh, yeah, so thanks everybody for hanging out with us. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, this is getting posted on Friday. And uh, how dare you doubt my skills? We will all see you in the next one. You yeah. ended that incorrectly, but uh... well, I ended it from my end, and then I was going to let you end it on your end. Where you say this, that was a weekly breakdown. And that's the weekly breakdown. There you go. (laughs)